Hello, this is Penn Gillette. If I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. The Libra Cube. That is a podcast we haven't heard yet. Might be good, might be terrible. The Libro Cube Podcast with host Jordan Maywood. All right, here we go. This comes to us from our good friend Jordan Maywood. You call hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the Libro Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadil. <laughs> oh boy, off to a great start. I am the Lackadaisical Libro Cubicalist, which is a hard word to say, which is why when I named the podcast originally OG and called it the Lackadaisical Libro Cubicalist, probably one of, if not, no, let's just say one of, one of the reasons uh, people didn't listen so much. And that trend has continued to this day. Hey, you should say at the top of uh, this show, as I should say at the top of every show, that the media I have consumed that I am about to discuss is possibly media you have not consumed and are not about to discuss. Oh boy. Uh, so... You know, I could warn, I could warn, I should warn of a spoil. I could warn and I should warn. And I did warn and I am warning that I could spoil it for you. And I don't want to do that. So this is your one, probably not only spoiler warning, because sometimes I give multiple ones. Okay, so obviously this is not going well. So let's push a button that'll start some segments, which may help with it. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Goad. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, Generation Wealth from 2018. A documentary that investigates the pathologies that have created the richest society in the world has ever seen. Yeah, is it? Is it like, wasn't like uh, uh, ancient Rome, you know, your, your, that, that sort of thing? Just in terms of uh, a disparity between, no, I, I, I guess once you start getting into the billions compared to people who can barely survive, which is, <sighs> after watching this, uh, the Mrs. and I watched this, uh, we watched, uh, what was it, the social network not the social network whatever the social the one about social networks one we watch that one and we tend to be uh, we seem to be on a trend of uh depressing how the world is going to end uh documentaries uh so you know we're gonna try to break that trend hopefully this weekend jesus christ yeah this is a uh, sad and depressing and i think proof that <clears throat> capitalism uh it's just not working it's it does not it is not a good thing uh, there are good things about it. This is something you could say of religion as well, sort of interchangeable, uh, in the religion of capitalism. Hey, there you go. That's a thing. Uh, it's that there are good things about it. Sure. You know, the, the, the strive to do better, you, you could say sometimes that comes from it. Um, the, the, the survival of the fittest quote unquote, that, that, that could sort of, uh, bring it the best of stuff, but Overall, 
with both religion and uh, capitalism, uh, they, they seem to be more harm than they are worth. And uh, after watching this documentary, I assume that will be the takeaway you have as well. Uh, of course, you could watch this and be like, oh, shit, yeah, I wish I was one of these uh, crazy rich people. And let's underline crazy there. Um, okay, so d despite uh, not making me feel good about the world <clears throat> and human beings sort of in general, uh, it was a very well-done documentary, uh, maybe because it made me feel that way. So rating-wise... I'll go a solid four. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely, it's worth a watch. Uh, probably taking the mark off for making me not feel good. Moving on to his house from 2020. A refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. Yes, yeah, very interesting. I have the sort of theory that and hope that uh, with uh, the movie Parasite having been so popular that uh, maybe we will see some uh, not typical, uh, uh, you know, uh, whitey trapped in a haunted house style uh, uh, horror movies uh, of this nature uh, where it's a different cultures and sort of exploring maybe their lore, which this seems to. I, I, I can have no... Uh, I don't really know how accurate the lore of South Sudan and this sort of evil that uh, is sort of intertwined with it, if that's accurate to IRL, but if it is, it's pretty horrifying, and so is this movie. Uh, Reading-wise, yeah, it's, it's a slow build, which is, uh, I think, important for a horror movie, but I have this, this problem with horror movies in general, and, and this one is included, and it's that... It's scary until I know what's happening. <laughs> and as soon as I know what's happening, which, uh, f a slight knock against this movie, I knew fairly soon what the, what the gist was. Uh, as soon as I know, it, it, it's sort of my, my, my fear is, the, the only fear you're going to get from me is jump scares, uh, which this has a few, but uh, fortunately it doesn't rely on that too much. It's more of a, a psychological slow burn. Uh, rating wise, geez, I think I can go four. It was definitely well done and, uh, interesting. And, and just the fact alone that it's different from a lot of horror movies the missus and I have watched lately, uh, going to give it some points for that. Uh, definitely. Uh, so I recommend his house from 2020. Look at this. We're flying along. Let's push this button. Television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is what was it? Dr. Joe's Hair Tonic. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, we're talking Afterlife Season 2. Speaking of depressing, Jesus Christ. I think, uh, how many episodes was this? Uh, it's not that many. Six. I think at least minimum three times when the missus and I we're about to watch an episode, we would say, well, we're due for a not depressing one. <laughs> uh, and I gotta say, we were wrong every single goddamn time. This is probably, is it the most depressing show I've ever seen? 
I mean, like, it's depressing with the that sort of heartwarming quality as well. So it's not like 100% doom and gloom. It's just, it's like sad. It's it's a very sad show from about a very sad man. Uh, played by uh, Ricky Gervais. Who I think does a, a, an admirable job playing this person who uh, I feel like is not too far off from his actual personality. Kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Uh, exaggerated, as you do. Uh, Rating-wise, yeah, it, it is good. I think I'm going to go a solid four. Yeah, solid four to five. Uh, it, it's just... the 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 You have to be, like... We would always need a palate cleanser after, like something funny. And like there were days where uh, either the missus or myself would say, do you want to watch an episode? And like if you had a bad day, you wouldn't want to watch an episode. You have to you have to be in the mind frame to watch this. It's it's not an easy watch. L let's put it that way. Now, does that mean you should not watch it? No, uh, by no means at all. Uh, things like this, I think, are... Uh, are, are, are important to sort of swing back and forth between some fluff and something that gets uh, much less fluffy. Sharp, uh, uh, hard fluff that that cuts you open a little bit. Yeah. Sharp, hard fluff that cuts you open a bit. That might... Sharp, hard fluff that cuts you open a bit. Okay, I think that might be part of the title. We'll see. I don't know. Let's move on to something much, much better in many regards from my perspective. Star Trek Voyager. Yes. Yes. The missus and I finally finished it. Uh, we went at a slow pace, needless to say. Uh, probably one to three-ish, maybe more episodes a week. So, you know, not as slow as when I originally watched it way back in the day on the television where you had to wait uh, every week to watch a new episode. And then the summer where you had to watch, wait friggin' months after goddamn cliffhangers, no doubt. Yeah, that's what we had to do back in the day. Uphill, both ways. Uh, yes, so uh, finally finished it. It's finally done. And I goddamn love it. It's funny because I had like basically zero okay well this is a big spoiler and i said i probably is it a big spoiler though well you know what i'll tell you and you can be the judge uh at, if you're unfamiliar with star trek voyager it's a star trek show in which the ship the titular <laughs> the titular the titular voyager gets uh, trapped very 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 hundreds of years uh, uh far away from home from earth um, and, and the whole show is them trying to get home. So, uh, in the final episode, they get home. Yeah. Okay. So that's not that big a spoiler. I feel like, uh, one cool thing, and this wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't have mentioned this other than the fact that yesterday I watched the most recent episode of Star Trek Discovery, uh, season three, episode five, I do believe it is where they had uh, a little, uh, cameo, a little nod to Voyager. And uh, one of the ships that they came across was a, a future version of uh, of the Voyager. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I wonder if that will come into play at all or if it was just sort of, oh, this is a cool thing to show you. Uh, I, I, I hope maybe they, they use it. Yeah, that would be cool. Maybe uh, does a Borg uh, die of old age? I guess it probably would. I was thinking maybe seven would be in there. Ooh, the Doctor could be. Hmm, curious, curious. Anyways, um... 
Yeah, so uh, easy, easy, easy for me to give uh, the show as a whole a six out of five. Yeah, <clears throat> which is not unusual for me to give a Star Trek uh, series six out of five because uh, I love them all. Um, this, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I feel like definitely uh, Deep Space Nine is still my favorite and still would get it the highest rating. And I feel like there was a time where the next generation would have been my second favorite. And maybe it still is, but Voyager as sort of over the years, it's taken on a, maybe a different light or maybe uh, in my older age, I appreciate it more than I did. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but uh, I ended up liking it this time around more than I recalled. Like it used to be definitely in third place and now I'm not so sure. Uh, it may be the fact that it was the missus and I that watched it together. So we sort of shared this uh, experience. Uh, her character, a favorite character, 100% the doctor. And uh, it's funny. Let me just tell that uh, brief now that there's probably not going to be any more nerd cane adventures. Sorry to say. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Nerd Kane Adventures, what I used to do, I say used to, uh, is go to conventions like your, uh, uh, your, your Comic-Cons, your Fan Expos, that was the main one I would go to, uh, up here in, uh, Toronto, where I am close to, uh, if not in, uh, and I would, uh, get, uh, nerdy celebrities who, uh, attended these things to autograph a cane. Why a cane? I don't walk with a cane. However, I got a bad back and what hurts my back more than just about anything is standing still just perfectly, uh, standing upright after, you know, five minutes, it starts to scream my back. That is, uh, and, and what alleviates that is leaning on something simple as that. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to be waiting in a shit ton of lines, which is what you do at conventions. Uh, so I'm going to uh, bring a cane to both lean on and have celebrities autograph. So now I have this, uh, about uh, five feet from me, uh, a cane autographed by, I don't think I hit a hundred. I have a list somewhere, but uh, several dozen uh, celebrities, one of which was the doctor from Voyager. And uh, the whole point of the story was that when I told him that uh, he is my favorite doctor, because he is, uh, he said, <laughs> the actor uh, said, uh, that's because I can get you the best drugs. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I have to assume it was like a, a, a canned response, like a response that when people tell him he's the favorite doctor, this is one of the things that he says to them because he said it so quickly and it's uh, such a perfect line. Or maybe it's just he saw how I look and realized I'm someone potentially who does drugs. <laughs> Not that I'd look like a drug. Well, maybe a little bit. There is the beard. <clears throat> Anyways, Star Trek Voyager 6 out of five highly recommend uh, just in general any star trek start with deep space nine go voyager uh, uh work your way back go uh, uh next generation go uh do, do some of the new ones in between you got to check out the original series just for its uh, camp flavorings but uh yeah good clean fun pushing new button Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is Digital Dice. Thank you for that sponsorship. 
Okay, yeah, sort of an interesting one I thought I would uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, today, in fact, five, I think I'm starting at 10. So uh, it's five o'clock in the morning because I get up like uh, freakishly early because I'm a weirdo for some reason. Uh, in, in about five hours, I'm running my first uh, uh, hybrid Discord slash Foundry virtual tabletop D&D game. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so since the pandemic came along and uh, have been able to play in person and have moved everything online, it took me a little while to do so, and I think I maybe did a talk about Foundry and how I've sort of moved things online, and, and actually, in some regards, like it. Uh, it's probably just sort of in terms of playing not as good as in person in... I want to say most regards, but in, in certainly in some regards, it's not as good as playing in person. Um, but you know, I, I think I've found ways to make certain aspects even better than uh, uh, you would have at your disposal if you were to play in person. Um, in the form of probably what has helped me most is uh, the 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 program Foundry Virtual Tabletop, where I can upload uh, the, all the custom maps I use. I use a, a, a program called Dungeon Painter Studio, which you can buy on Steam for not very much. It's usually under 20 bucks. Uh, and all the assets uh, that you can download to that are free. Uh, they're community-made, so really just an incredible library of things. Uh, and I've made some really intricate uh, and very specific maps for uh, my sessions. So th that has been cool. So you'll upload them to that foundry. Uh, and then you can add like walls and you can add lighting and you can add sound. Uh, and then what you do is uh, it generates a link that you send to your players. They just click on the link and uh, th they get in there. Uh, you will have, or at least I have, uploaded their character sheets from D&D Beyond. Uh, so all they have to do is sort of log in, uh, open up their character sheets, and if I ask them for a roll or if they're making attack, they literally just click on their character sheets and it rolls right in the app. It's uh, very cool, very seamless. Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> like I have had technical issues as... Something this complicated, of course, is going to have a few. But overall, it's been quite seamless uh, and, and very impressive. So uh, that's sort of uh, one of the things that I'm using, one of the elements I'm using. However, uh, and I've spoken of the uh, Discord roleplay D&D server that I'm a part of. Uh, I, I finally sort of bit the bullet and decided to run uh, some games in that. Uh, now, they do things a little bit differently there in that uh, it's basically 100% using Discord to run sessions, which I didn't really care for. Uh, there's the whole element of the DMs showing all of their roles, which I, I really don't like, showing all the stats of their monsters. Uh, uh, you can have custom monsters, but it seems like it's a pain in the ass to do so. Uh, th there was a lot of things preventing me from signing up to DM. So eventually, uh, I saw someone else had sort of strayed away from that way of doing it, and then I... Uh, and then one, uh, the, the person who uh, invited me to the server, actually, uh, she uh, sort of uh, hinted that maybe I would want to run a session for this particular thing that was sort of up my alley. And I did, but I didn't want to do it the way that most people do on this server. So I, I, I just asked because 
uh, I'm an idiot. Why didn't I just ask in the first place? <laughs> it's, it's that sort of classic. You don't know unless you ask. Why didn't I just ask in the first place? Uh, I asked if I could, you know, sort of do things my way and, and not quite do them the same uh, as others have done. So I'm, I'm going to do sort of a, a hybrid where I have uh, uh, using Foundry for the most part, and I've uploaded the players that I have their character sheets to it. But then in Discord, since that's what everyone's used to, that's where all their roles will be. That's where uh, uh, I'm going to throw up sort of screenshots of the maps and stuff with their various tokens on it and say, you know, like, where do you want to move? And then I'll move their tokens. That sort of idea. Uh, I, I think it's going to work. <laughs> uh, like, I've done the odd Discord stuff and... Uh, uh, since I've been playing in it, uh, I'm uh, quite a bit more familiar with it, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. I, I, I think in what I've stressed in the post that I made for this session that people signed up for, uh, is that it's going to be a little more loosey-goosey than uh, perhaps they are used to where you're you're doing everything in Discord to such a degree where, uh, I don't want to say it sucked the fun out of it, but a little bit it did. Like, it, it for me, for me, and, and this is all a sort of perspective thing, it was very numbers, very crunchy, crunchy being the technical term where, uh, uh, it, it just didn't, it, it lost some of the, the, the looseness that comes with say a home game or, a, uh, w when you could see the, the, the numbers behind every monster and see the DM's roles, I, I don't know. I, it, it's just not my place. Well, it's, it's not my DM style. My play style, it's fine. Um, like I, I've played in a bunch of sessions using those methods and it, it's fun if different it, it and I've said this before I think uh it sort of feels like how I imagine having only tentatively done it uh how uh, adventure league games go where it's a it, it's a little less about the, the the role play and a little more about the numbers and and that's one thing of this server which I really don't think there would be another way to do it, but uh, you level your character through uh, XP, through experience points, which uh, sort of lends itself a little more, tends to, I should say, lend itself a little more to uh, uh, going out and killing things because that's how you get experience points. Whereas if you do it through, say, Milestone, which is how I always do it, uh, the killing of things is incidental and, you know, sometimes you got to do it. But also, uh, may as well try to talk to them. <laughs> may as well do fun other things than battle all the time. That, that, that sort of idea, because you're not so worried and focused on uh, getting experience points. You're going to level when you're going to level. It doesn't really matter uh, uh, how you go about it. Okay, so uh, that is my hybrid Discord Foundry virtual tabletop D&D discussion. Interesting. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is the Whopper. Thank you for that sponsorship item. The first, not another D&D podcast, colon, election day mixed bag mixtape. Interesting. Yes, uh, the good people over at not another D&D podcast uh, released an episode. I, I guess maybe they didn't feel like recording or uh, because of the stresses of the time. Uh, 
whenever this was released slash recorded, uh, they released some things from behind their Patreon paywall. And it was uh, basically people, uh, this is a, a kind of a cool idea, especially because the uh, the DM of that particular podcast, Murph, Brian Murphy, uh, really knows his stuff in terms of D&D and uh, not just in terms of the rules, but has a good feel for it. Like, uh, if there's not an exact written rule, I would trust him to come up with something that would work. That, that sort of idea. Which I... <laughs> I, I feel like I have this thought in my head all the time that uh, I have very little confidence in just about everything I do in my day-to-day life, but do have, strangely, that I'm not used to, confidence in my uh, abilities, uh, knowledge, and such uh, around D&D related things, like uh, like, like balancing a, a, a custom class, or or, or, or finding a unique way to get out of a problem in a session or j- just things revolving around that, knowing uh, intertwining backstories with lore, with, you know, just D and D stuff in general. I, I, I have this very strange feeling of, 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 of a modicum of confidence with it's very, very, it's, I'm really not used to it. So, um, uh, what they do on uh, did on these episodes was people would send in their questions or not so much questions as debates. It's almost they treated it like a court. In fact, <laughs> may it please the court was said uh, probably too many times to a to the, it, to that sort of degree where it stops being funny and then they keep doing it and then it's funny again. Ah, I love that. That's one of my favorite things in the world. The say something a lot until it's not funny and then say it more until it is funny again. Uh, you you get the rare, the very rare, very hard to do where it comes back around where it's not funny again. And then that'll last for quite a while the second time around. But then the very rare, it comes back around and it's even funnier. Yeah. Uh, man, when you see one of those, you're, you're really living life. Uh, yeah. So I, I think, uh, without exception that I can recall off the top of my head, all of their verdicts seem to be fair and balanced. And, uh, it it was a, a nice sort of insight into ways in which problems can be solved, but also very funny. So I had to bring it back here because it was a goddamn delight. Um, moving on. Speaking of a goddamn delight segue. God damn it. Uh, Doughboys colon Burger King four with don't stop or we'll die. Yes. Silliness literally cranked to 11. And when I say literally, they had a dial in studio that was cranked to 11. Now the dial may have been diamonds in a monkey's butt, but it was a dial nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Doughboys, it's the podcast where they review chain restaurants. Mm hmm. But it's so, so very much more. It's where ridiculously funny and just ridiculous people uh, sit around and uh, shoot the shit for, you know, two hours about fucking Burger King uh, and other shit. Like, obviously, it's going to veer off into whatever the hell uh, they want. And with uh, Don't Stop or Die, which is a band name, uh, Paul Rust and... Oh, shit. And I'm not going to be able to find it. Uh, And the other member who is also very funny, who I very much like, but I have a problem with names, so I apologize. Uh, especially Paul Russ. Uh, probably one of the silliest people 
just on the planet. I feel like Paul Rust. Uh, I love him in anything he does, uh, and, and it's always sort of a, a lighthearted, just just cheerful, happy, uh, just right up my alley. So far up my alley, it hurts a little bit. Uh, so I had to uh, bring back and talk about this episode because it was so so very good. Um, please go, uh, listen to it. Um, last, no, second last. Oh, no, wait, last. <laughs> oh, God. Last but not least, Matthew Buckley. Cool. Synchronized line writer. Oh, yeah, this was an interesting one. Uh, and, and definitely falls into the internet intercourse category of just cool things on the internet that someone clearly spent a lot of time doing that deserves some recognition. Recognition. Apparently, a word I have trouble with. Yeah, uh, so if you're uh, unfamiliar with Line Rider, uh, it's a game? Is it a game? Yeah, I guess it's a game. From, uh, like, been around for, jeez, you know what, uh, let's look it up, hey? Let's do some look it up, Scotty. Line Rider Wiki. I wonder if we could find, okay, we're doing pretty good. 2006. So that's when it uh, was a Flash game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, from, from all the way back in 2006. Oh, you could get it for the DS, Windows, Wii. Interesting. I didn't realize it came to all of those. Uh, so basically you would uh, draw these little uh, lines on your screen uh, and then a, a, a little dude on a little uh, toboggan would slide down them and he would sort of ride the line that you had drawn. Uh, and that was it. It was very simple. It was a flash game. Uh, so what this person has done, the Matthew Buckley has synchronized the movements of this little toboggan rider to music. Uh, it's seemingly mostly classical music, uh, which is probably why this popped up because I have been enjoying seeking out, uh, having proposed via YouTube to me, uh, just sort of relaxing videos. And, uh, this definitely falls under that category, but also very impressive because if you've ever played line writer, which I feel like anyone, <laughs> I almost feel like most people have people who, you know what, if you're listening to this, I feel like the odds of you having played line writer are, I'm going to go 88.93%. That, that's how confident I am. That someone who would listen to this would also be someone who has played Line Rider. Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. If you are listening to this and have not played Line Rider, you uh, let me know to one of the uh, ways in which you can let me know in the closing credits. And I will do something nice for you. Not sure what it is. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he'll, he'll, he'll sync up the movements of this toboggan, uh, uh, riding dude with the, uh, sort of notes. I don't know if it's no, how exactly he syncs it up, but it's incredible to behold, especially if you've ever played this, because it's incredibly hard to get this, uh, get this guy moving, especially at the speeds and precision that this, uh, Matthew Buckley does. It's, uh, uh beautiful and uh intricate and uh if you played it you know it must be time consuming so th these these are things that people put on the internet that i want to draw attention to so thank you matthew buckley moving on oh wait a second we're not done what's this
Oh, we've got a bonus clip, I see. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't had one in a while, but as I am enjoying the fruits of this labor as I speak, figure I may as well talk about it in this cleanup conversation, which is sponsored by Beds. Yeah, so I did a, a bit of a, a renovation at home, Mandon, as I like to call it. Uh, some people would call it a family room, den, rumpus room, question mark. Uh, I like to call it my Mandon, which is a combination of man cave, which is a horrible phrase to use, and uh, den. But then I say it like this, Mandon. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I, I used to have a, uh, within the Mandan, uh, have a couch and a, uh, a recliner. Uh, the couch was cool uh, in, in that it had, you know, a dual recliners on each end, and it had, like, this fold-down in the middle that had cup holders, and it had a, a little hidden drawer down below, and uh, it, it was a cool couch. It was not a comfortable couch though <laughs> the recliners were pretty comfortable but it was not a couch you could lie on it was like it, it was it was that sort of fake leather so was the uh, uh the recliner as well uh that that sort of fake leather that's either too hot or too cold uh and I lived with them for many years and they got the job done but then i realized something very important and this is something i've said to the missus uh when she Sometimes she'll buy things. <laughs> this is like a classic uh, uh, husband and wife thing. Sometimes she'll buy things and I'll be like, do you really need that? Like, uh, I'm not going to tell her what to buy. It's just sometimes I'll shake my head. Like, do you really need 10 pairs of black boots? It, it seems ridiculous. But who might argue? Uh, uh, but so she was surprised when uh, she uh, wanted to get her uh, closet redone or when she wanted to get a new mattress for her bed or when she wants to do things in her bedroom that uh, uh, she she thinks I'm going to say, oh, do you really need that? But I'm a very strong believer that uh, if there is a room in your house, maybe it's your bedroom, maybe it's your family room, maybe it's your mandan, uh, that you spend the majority of your life in, uh, it's important that you get that room uh, in a state that makes you happy because for the simple fact that uh, all the time you will be in that room, uh, uh, why not? Why not? Spend a little, get it right. So that's what I've done here. Um, so uh, I, I've now got three got the television uh, with two monitors above so uh i've during the work week one of the monitors will have my uh it's got my work laptop hooked up to it so uh, uh i've got a keyboard where with a push of a button a keyboard and mouse where with a push of a, a button i can sort of uh, uh, uh jump between uh, my uh, work and non-work uh, uh laptop and uh, pc so so that's kind of a cool thing uh, I've got, uh, I got rid of the couch, got rid of the, uh, recliner. Well, that I put in the basement just in case this doesn't work out. Cause you know, you never know. We try new things. It's not going to work out a hundred percent. Although I'm uh, a couple days in and it's going to work. Uh, and then the sort of piece de resistance, which is French for piece of resistance. Well, that's weird. Uh, is uh, I got a, a twin, uh, Rick, uh, what do they call it? Adjustable bed. 
Yes. That is what I've done. It's insane, I realize. And <laughs> the missus said she doesn't love it, but also sort of understands my uh, general philosophy. And uh, it, it is pretty incredible. So it, it's like if I want to lie down, I'll lie down. When I'm working, you know, put it up in the in the fully upright position. Uh, get my feet up a little bit. Adjust it. It does have, although it's dumb, uh, vibrating. <laughs> quote unquote massage freaking it, it shakes like the whole goddamn house like I can hear my shelves in this room shaking when I turn it on and, and it doesn't really do anything so I won't be using it but it has it uh, I, I got a oh yeah I got a fan installed I just had a light above but I got a fan it's got like a uh, remote control to it it's got a, a cool light uh, what else did I do uh, I got a nightstand that uh, has this thing that comes up comes off of it that like you could put your keyboard on uh to act like a lap board <sighs> it's just the setup now is so much cleaner and more comfortable and i think it actually doesn't look that bad <laughs> despite having you know uh, uh in a den a, a twin bed which is sort of weird i will even admit but it, it's just so so very perfect and i'm very happy with the setup uh looking forward to today when I'll be running this game, running it from bed, uh, basically, uh, yeah, just, just a cool thing. And, and really everything I've said here, the only thing I would want someone to take away is that figure out what room, what area of your home you spend the most time in. And I don't want to say money is no object, but you know, don't be afraid to spend more than you think you should in order to get it comfortable and uh, a room that makes you happy when you were in because especially during these times like I work in this room and I play in this room so basically I spend the majority when not sleeping uh the actually I probably spend more time in this room than I just because of my quote-unquote sleep patterns uh i probably spend more time in this room than i spend in any other room of the house uh, including my bedroom so you know there's that and i'm happy and that is all that matters folks you know what else matters is the fact that it's nice to be nice to the nice this is the end of the show a sincere thank you for listening time to plug some things and i do not mean but you can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper